No, no, no plunder on TV will ever get a job again. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to episode four of On His Touch football podcast with, as always, your hosts, Wilby and Woodson. I'm Woodson. I'm Wilby. And we're back uh, after a tumultuous week of ups and downs uh, with regards to the Super League and then the Premier League going on in the background. I thought if the Super League thing had gone ahead, the actual round perspective, after it would have been like really kind of weird yeah but it ended up being alright there probably would have been a lot more of those like um, you know leads warm up tops going on yeah, yeah, yeah. Being like fan players being like no I'm not okay with this and stuff but anyway yeah well, but no, it, was, it was back to normal with uh, <laughs> with, with Arsenal disappointing again <laughs> <laughs> tell me something I don't know god damn um, yeah it was it was an interesting game I mean Arsenal were the better team I don't think they were fully dominant no I wouldn't think they were either they were, they were probably dominating a bit more in the first half um, and obviously the goal um, that was scored was an own goal of accounted as an own goal off Leno um, <laughs> Richarlison also walked past Shaka in, in, in the lead up to it which was oh, pretty yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I, I wrote down that that was just as useless as, as Leno's um, mistake to be honest he, yeah. literally, he literally just walked past him yeah but also I'll, I'll give Shaka a pass because he's playing playing out of position like yeah. it's not great but like a, you know like yeah he's playing left back when he's already probably the slowest player on the pitch and you can't afford to be that slow when you're a left back and like yeah but like he got done yeah I'll, I'll agree he got done yeah I think I think he could be a bit stronger but yeah, <coughs> um, yeah right. apart from that um, yeah it was it was just basically a disappointing game for Arsenal um what else have I got? Thomas Party. Some of his shots from range were pretty average. Weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> we were actually talking about this. I, I before he even had one of his shots in the game, uh, he almost like loaded up for one, and I was like, "Yeah, well, but he takes one of these wild shots, at least one, if not two, a game, and they always go like miles over the crossbar." And it's got to the point where like fans are being like, "Party, I love you, but just stop taking shots from distance." Yeah, and yeah, he did it again, and um, it's just like so far away from being a good shot <laughs> yeah it's almost like not yeah, it's almost like you can just let him shoot from that far out if you're an opposition team mm. yeah Rezik who was uh, on the podcast last week wasn't wasn't too happy either um, I think the, the other interesting thing that happened during the game was there was a point at which Ceballos almost got a penalty and the VAR okayed the penalty oh, the decision offside, yeah. but then it was called offside by one of those hairline um, calls <laughs> And I, I just think, I don't know, the VAR okaying that penalty in the first place was absolutely ridiculous. Like, <laughs> Richarlison literally just tapped him on the shin pad. Did he even touch him, though? He did just touch him. After I watched, like, four different angles of that, and I'm like, I can't see where he kicked him. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a, a very uh, slight tap on the shin pad. And, like, as it's going on, the, the commentator's sort of saying, oh, he's touched him there. Therefore, it's a, that's therefore it's a penalty, and it's it's a bit sad that that's it's what like, it's kind of getting down to at this how? point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that one. I, I straight away, I, I I agree with you. Like, I when we were watching it, I was like, that's not a penalty, never a penalty. Uh, and then I was like, but you know, I'll take it, considering how 
bad they were playing and then it cuts to the offside thing and that's what, that's what pissed me off more like it's I, I know it's happened and it's tired and it's drawn out and it's happened so many times this season but I'm just like to quote the late Claude rest in peace I'm tired Robbie <laughs> like I'm sick of it <laughs> Yeah, and with VAR, it, it's time to go. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> maybe not the entire thing, but that offside rule can fuck off. <laughs> I'm sick of it. Yeah, I, I I think they need to change it to that sort of like we've talked about. In I'm not sure if it was no, off air or on previous. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, in <laughs> off air, we've talked about how I think it's in Europe where they just kind of shade the the area that's offside and the replay. And if the purse, if the attacker is clearly in that shaded area, then they'll call it. Yeah. But otherwise, they also that remember I showed you that um, again off air. <laughs> keep doing, we'll keep doing this. Um, that Dutch model where it's like they make the lines like five centimeters wide. Oh, yeah. I reckon they should try. It. I could I, if it works in the Dutch league, then try it. Like, yeah, like so. Like in idea. this model, like they instead of having the lines like millimeters wide, they make the lines they do it with five centimeters wide on, on the screen. I'm not sure if that's on the screen or on the pitch, but anyway, um, yeah, they make the centimeters really thick. And so that way you've got like, a, like the shirt sleeve rule or like the toe rule, like wouldn't come into play so much because you've got like a five centimeters of leeway. Yeah. Cause like, that's really a discernible advantage. If you, if, if, if you've overstepped that line, then you clearly took, got a step on someone or something. But like, if you, if you, if to the naked eye, you can't see it. And that five centimeter thing would be to the naked eye. You can't see it. Then like, I really don't see how you can deem it offside. Yeah, exactly. Because it's because the rules are all about having an unfair advantage. Yeah, in, in in being in front of the defender. Yeah, but uh, but all in all, yeah, uh, average game. Uh, we 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 controlled the possession, which is like something you can say about almost every Arsenal game. But um, yeah, just like apart from a couple of shots that went close, I don't really think we t- uh, challenged Pickford that much at all. I we, like I never. I don't think you were ever really worried. No, as an Everton fan. <laughs> And then, Pickford had a decent game though, it's insane. Yeah, but like nice new haircut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and then yeah, like I Leno like shocking from Leno, but like I'm not gonna be too upset about that. Like he's saved us more times than I can remember. So I, I feel like he's bought at least five of those mistakes with that double save you get he did against Tottenham like two seasons ago. Because that was just one of the best saves, double saves I've ever seen in my entire life. So yeah, we move on. Arsenal's got Europa League tomorrow morning. Hopefully I'll feel a bit better about that. Not holding my hopes up too high for that. But. Um, yeah. 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 But, but moving on, uh, touching on sort of, obviously there's been a bit of fallout from what we touched on last week uh, with our 40 minute segment on the European Super League. Uh, there's obviously been widespread fan backlash and, and uh, all six Premier Leagues um, dropped out, uh, pulled out. Uh, in fact, every team except for Juventus, Barcelona, and Real Madrid dropped out, and then they were like, those owners admitted, yeah, this can't happen anymore. Uh, and ensuing from that, there's been mass, well, not mass, but like large protests at uh, United and at Arsenal. I'm not sure if there was a, that was that that many at Liverpool or Tottenham, but like mass ones, United and, and Arsenal against their American owners, the Glazers and the Cronky Sport Entertainment uh, Group, and yeah, like like thousands of the Arsenal ones like the photos were quite damning uh, and in response to that uh, there's been uh, somewhat of like a I don't know what the metaphor is here but like there's been a, a challenge placed to, to the throne that is the Arsenal ownership oh yeah uh, by Spotify owner Daniel Ek I think he's Swedish I don't yeah Swedish Swedish yeah, yeah. 
And he he said he's uh, I have secured the funds and want to bring a very compelling offer to the owners, and I hope they hear me out. And apparently, he's gonna get Thierry Henry, Patrick Vieira, Dennis Bergkamp as like uh, minimum shareholders to sort of help with the running of the club, so he can you know get a sense of the culture. Which I think, if that happened, would be amazing. But it's sort of how much stock do you really buy in it happening? Yeah, is my main thing with it. I, th- I think it was interesting because because I was sort of saying at the end of the podcast last week how like you know it's it's it, it's great to you know want in theory a change of ownership, but where are you going to find a millionaire who loves Arsenal? And then we found one. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's it's cool. That, well, I mean, the, the fact that he's come out and and said that you know he's you know making an offer and is is, is going to do those things in terms of having club legends on an advisory panel or whatever is great but I, I think I did read that um, Kroenke has has come out and said that they're not going to entertain any oh any really offers. that's funny because I read I read something from another journalist saying just heard from a well-connected source that Stan Kroenke is willing to sell Arsenal for uh, 2.15 billion he paid just over 1 billion buying the club the failure of the European Super League uh, rather than fan protests is what's created a change in policy at KFC that yeah. was April 27 at 4.39am true uh, okay so but like I don't but, know but, but, this guy I, hasn't I even like got Reddit. a blue this guy hasn't even got a blue tick though so like yeah but yeah. I feel like Reddit could be more up to date I've got here by Fox Sports on Tuesday um, Kronke Sport and Entertainment in the recent days we have noted media speculation regarding a potential takeover bid for Arsenal Football Club we remain 100% committed to Arsenal and are not selling any stake in the club. We have not received an offer, and we will not entertain any offer. True, but like everyone always says that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that being said, I, 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 I'm going to go on the record here and say I don't think this will happen. Yeah. As much as I think it will be great, I just think like billionaires are greedy, and like the club will eventually turn a profit. I know it's in debt now, but like it's just too much of a massive nest egg to sell. If you're the Cronkies. Unless, like, only way, and, and <laughs> a little self-plug here for myself, I was actually talking to a German football expert for uni, for uni uh, yeah, yesterday morning, and he was saying that the only way that something like that could happen, and he also said it won't happen for at least in the next few months at all, but the only way it could happen would be with sustained protests every week at every game from Arsenal, and um, it, at the start of next season... There would have to be like if if fans were in the stadiums, there would have to be some sort of like boycott as well, and then they would consider maybe selling it. It would have to like severely like there'd have to be like a severe, clear like sign that their investment was going to be impacted if they stayed at the club. Yeah, uh, but he but no one's categorically ruled it out yet that I've read, but it's just very unlikely. Yeah. It's it, it's interesting to to think about whether you know stuff happening behind closed doors right now and the fallout from the Super League might influence it might influence it as well. Like maybe the prospect, or maybe the European Super League falling apart might have been a bad outcome for yeah because they were they were standing to make a whole lot of money from that yeah and pop would have wiped out all their debts yeah yeah and maybe now that's gone. I mean, it's hard to tell again because all this stuff was done behind closed doors with executives. So who knows what's happening now, whether they're planning a new one. Um, but yeah, I suppose it will depend on that. It'd be great to see. It'd yeah. be awesome. I, I, I don't know much about this Spotify owner dude, but you know. What was the tweet you had up before? The tweet I had up before. 
<laughs> this Mustafi. Oh yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Daniel Ek from 2019 uh, must have been after Mustafi made a, one of his many errors at the club. <laughs> Daniel Ek tweets out this Mustafi guy dot, again. <laughs> dot dot dot. <laughs> so he's it's one good. of us. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, but uh, yeah, look, hope like a little bit of hope, but uh, if we're being real, probably not going to happen. But moving on again to another thing we uh, forgot to talk about with regards to the Super League last uh, week was potential sort of punishments that the Premier League clubs uh, would be potentially face uh, from doing this because I, I, I feel like something has to happen to like have an incentive to not do it again. Um, I, I, in the past, a club, certain clubs like Leeds and Bolton and a few others have uh, received up to 10 and... Uh, point bans and then 15 point bans the next season totaling 25 or 30 point bans for poor handling of money in that club this isn't necessarily I mean sort of long windedly it's poor handling of money but this isn't necessarily that but I still think in terms of like the ramifications it could have had it warrants a similar-ish penalty and I, I've been saying to Wilbur this week when we were preparing for this that I think it wouldn't be unreasonable to deduct 20 points from all six of the teams that uh, decided to do it your thoughts on that I kind of I kind of don't think they should be docked points and I one because Everton will be third <laughs> I know I know but, you know well, not, it doesn't mean well. <laughs> if, if we were shooting to win the league I'd be for it no, no. <laughs> but um, no I, th- I think it would be it would be punishing fans for the for the for the um actions of these sort of faceless executives one but I think two I don't think it would change the sort of incentive structure that's in place um, that made these executives go for the Super League in the first place yeah because I mean they they were kind of almost um, you know t- took on board the fact that they might not be able to compete in the Premier oh, League speaking of like Tottenham and Arsenal, how they were already missing out from the Champions League anyway. So, like, what's... Yeah, no, I, I, I suppose, but, like, I... Sp- so, sorry, no more... No, sorry. <laughs> what I mean is more that, like, you know, joining the Super League, th- there was the potential that they might have not been able to compete domestically. Oh, they didn't care. Yeah, and they uh, didn't care yeah. that much. So, like, you know, if the if the monetary benefits are there to join the Super League I don't think it'll I don't think it'll matter as much whether they're going to have points deductions or not this season yeah no, because th- because they're running this they don't care really where the club the team finishes into, yeah. unless it directly impacts them yeah they couldn't give a fuck yeah they honestly. don't care <laughs> it's, it's just about how much money they can make and it's I mean it's fair enough to, to an extent I mean it's fair enough if, if, if you're a business owner yeah if you're a genuinely <laughs> decent human being it's not but. yeah exactly <laughs> But yeah, no, you make a fair point. I think I was kind of like, it's I was somewhat of an emotional reaction, just being like, dock of the points! <laughs> Get like, you know, and then, and then you know, Ars- I, I mean, Arsenal would face relegation if we got docked 20 points. We'd be third last. Yeah. Yeah, which would be interesting. Speak volumes about the eligibility of Johnny Super League. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a bit of a, you know, I want some, I want to see some punishment, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sort of scenario. Somebody killed my cat. <laughs> I want to see some punishment. <laughs> no, it is though. It is like you, you want to see something, but it'd be better to see it directly. Shout Maybe out Argus f- Filch, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe you could find the clubs. 
Yeah, I feel like if you find the owners, that's a better way of doing it. But like, like what, what like you have to find them exuberant amounts for it to even be more than the speed bump, you know? Yeah, exactly. And multi, multi hundreds of billions of dollars these guys have. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't like. It's another one of those sort of pipe dream things, but. It'd be interesting to see. I reckon some punishment will be handed out. They have to do something. They yeah. can't just like act like it didn't happen and sweep it under the rug. Yeah. But anyway, uh, moving on to the centerpiece, the crown and the jewel, if you will, of this week's episode, <laughs> which has, which is the announcement of, and, I, and this is an Americanism thing that I'm actually all for of, uh, as opposed to last week, which is the announcement of the Premier League Hall of Fame. I love Hall of Fames. I reckon they're, they're great. Um, great talking point. So the Premier League Hall of Fame was announced uh, the, uh, when they revealed their first two inductees, which is Alan Shearer and uh, Thierry Henry, probably arguably the, the two greatest forwards the league has ever seen. So no, no complaints there. But then, for the 2021 class, if you will, they gave out on their Instagram a bunch of nominees for the 2021 class, and they can only pick six from that list. And the, the list of them was... Uh, Eric Cantona, Tony Adams, Matthew Letissier, Ian Wright, Peter Schmeichel, Roy Keane, Les Ferdinand, Sol Campbell, Andy Cole, Robbie Fowler, Paul Scholes, David Beckham, Frank Lampard, Rio Ferdinand, Dennis Bergkamp, Patrick Vieira, Michael Owen, Steven Gerrard, John Terry, Ashley Cole, Didier Drogba, Robert Van Persie, and Nemanja Vidic. So, that was a lot of names, a lot of info to process, <laughs> but... Um, with that in mind, me and Wilbur have painstakingly, uh, without trying to give each other too much away to each other, um, spent hours, or at least I've spent hours, you probably spent hours too. Yeah, I spent an hour. <laughs> I, spent, I spent a few hours thinking about it last night and then probably an hour today finalizing my list. We've picked our six uh, inductees from the 23 nominees and the results may shock you. <laughs> So would you like would you would you like the honours? Oh, do you do you want to go first? No, nah, I reckon you should okay. go first. <laughs> I reckon my, my I reckon my ones are going to shock you more than. Okay. Well, have you seen my list? No, no I haven't no, seen your okay. list. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I've gone with Gerard, Lampard, Terry, Beckham, Scholes, and Drogba. Wow! <laughs> you put Beckham in there. Yeah, I just I I at the end d- decided to. To put Beckham in there, he was the last. What's the justification for that? Actually, Drogba was the last one because I swapped him out for Ashley Cole at the last minute. Okay. Beck. Okay, so, so my, my justification. I don't, I, don't, I don't hate it at all, but I just want to hear why. <laughs> my justification for Beckham was when I was looking at it more. He was actually with the like when we were talking about it initially, like as we did mention, we had a little bit of a discussion, sort of briefly. He was actually with the with the club in the Premier League for a, for around ten years. He didn't have quite as many appearances as lots of the other... How many um, does he have? 265 oh, appearances. Still plenty. 62 goals and 80 assists. But when I looked at his PL titles, he has six Premier League titles, which was surprising to me. I, I didn't think he'd have the quite 90s, that many. The 90s, they just fucking killed it. Yeah. yeah. Leaving leaving for Real Madrid uh, when he did, I was surpri- surprised at how many titles he had. And I think just his stature in English football... He kind of has to be in there, even though he did leave and, and play elsewhere. I don't know. No, no, I rate it. I rate it. Yeah. Um, so no, have you got any notable uh, omittees or some honourable mentions? So yeah, I had I had Ashley Cole in there initially, and I swapped him out for Jogbert at the last minute. Um, 
Why is that? Why is that? <laughs> An emotional thing. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just felt Drogba had to be in there. Because I, I was kind of going through it and I was thinking about who the best striker on this list is. And I didn't have a striker in the six that I currently had. And I just feel like... I don't know. Drogba's the best striker on that list and I feel like he needed to be in my six. The the other ball, the other Amides were um, Bergkamp and Vieira. I don't know. I, I I ended up leaving them out based on their on the number of Premier League. Was titles. Bergkamp harder to leave out than Vieira was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because so many iconic like goals, you know, and yeah. Um. the 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 other one that was a little bit, or the other two that were a little bit hard was Schmeichel and Owen. Looking back on it, Owen was a very tight second for that, the best striker on this list. But I just think his his career fizzled out towards the end. I found out that he played for Stoke towards the end, which yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> and Schmeichel, again, it sort of fizzled out. He sort of huffed and puffed his way out of United and then went to Aston Villa and it just, I don't know. And, I, and, you and then al- he went to City. Yeah, and you could almost argue that Edwin van der Sar was like as good. Yeah, yeah. Like... Yeah, Michael was amazing, but yeah, it's not like he was. Yeah, I think if he stayed at United, he would have. He would. He might have. You know. Yeah. Been in that six, but yeah. Anyway. Anyway, moving on to my list. You go, so we can... I'm gonna surprise you with this. I'm gonna <laughs> surprise you with this. All right. So from the 23 nominees, I got it down to a, a shorter short list of 10. Which was Terry Scholes, Lampard, Gerrard, Rio Ferdinand, Ashley Cole, Andy Cole, Bergkamp, Drogba, and Roy Keane. And my final list, this was really tough, especially as an Arsenal fan, this was tough. My final list is John Terry, Paul Scholes, Frank Lampard, Rio Ferdinand, Steven Gerrard, and Andy Cole. Wait, wait, say it again. (laughs) Terry Scholes, Frank Lampard, Rio Ferdinand, Steven Gerrard, and Andy Cole. And Andy Cole. All right. <laughs> Thoughts? <laughs> Questions? Queries? Wait, so the difference here is that you have Andy Cole, where I've got Drogba, Drogba yeah. and you've got Ferdinand. Ferdinand instead of Beckham. Rio Ferdinand. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think Rio Ferdinand is, is the surprising one. So for what's, me, what's your justification? So for me, so basically, he played 147 games for West Ham and killed it. Yeah. Then moved to a Leeds team and made. I know this isn't necessarily Champions League relevant, but like, uh, made that like got that Leeds team to the Champions League semi final and also finished like fourth just outside the top three. He took Leeds to a Champions League. Yeah. Match, yeah. And then the next season, he, 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 he was, like in his second ever season at the club, he was made captain of Leeds. Uh, and so, and, and also his transfer to, to Leeds from West Ham was, he was the highest paid uh, t- transfer for a defender in the world when that happened. Yeah. Right. And then he went to United because Leeds were having really bad money troubles. So he went to United for like 30 million or 29 million. And then, yeah, he was the backbone of like the second half of the greatest football dynasty the world's ever seen from yeah. 2002 to 2013 and he and also yeah and he won six or yeah six titles in that time if if i if if you ask me who were the best two premier league defenders of all time it's terry and ferdinand yeah like and i just i just couldn't admit him 
Um, and I, I had, I had, it was between, like, I had Ashley Cole or him, and I just thought, as much as I love Ashley Cole, and while I do think he is the best left back the Premier League, the Premier League's ever seen, if I'm thinking about who's more, a more influential defender on that Chelsea team, it's Terry. Mm. So, yeah. And then for Andy Cole, I, I had a feeling that he was, like, really up there, goals-wise. So then I looked his stats up, he's got, 187 goals. That's more than Henri's got, and um, and he's also got two, uh, one Golden Boot. He's won, I think, seven Premier, five Premier League titles. So I was just like, yeah, and like I, I didn't, I never really watched him. He was a he was really big in the 90s, but like, I just uh, the stats don't lie. Like he's an animal, and I, I and it was interesting. You were saying that you'd have Drogba and Owen over him as best strikers. I, 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 I like there'd be maybe a case for Drogba for me, but I reckon. He's definitely, in terms of like legacy and record, better than Owen. Uh, and then, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just don't think he's quite as important. Like, let, let's let's compare C- C- Cole and Drogba here. I don't think he's quite as important to that United '90s sort of dynasty as Drogba was to Chelsea in the early 2000s. And also, 187 goals over over 414 appearances. Drogba has 104 goals in 250 appearances. It's around about the same ratio. I don't. I, don't, I, don't... <laughs> I was more surprised you were you weren't going to have an issue with me leaving out Arsenal players as an Arsenal fan. I thought you were for sure going to have something to say about that. I want to check this ratio. Two point. <laughs> we were doing some maths on, uh, live live on the show. I know it, it, was... it should be goals by appearances. <laughs> Zero point four. Yeah. One. And Andy Cole. Oh, he's got a better ratio! We'll be just proving you right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and in terms of longevity as well. But again, I'd go back to the point about the fact is- that... But I, I feel like... Actually, I, I suppose I don't know because I didn't pay as much attention. Yeah, we, we, we were dr- kids During the 90s more. because I was... Um, quite young <laughs> but I just feel I just feel like the Drogba in terms of that that Chelsea team that was so prolific in the early and I don't really have a qualm with that this is, what, this is what's so good about us doing our separate list and because like I like really respect the fact that you've got him there because I, yeah. I, he was definitely there like he, he was like and I, something about like just reading about Andy Cole's legacy and like yeah he was next to, Dw- Dw- to Dwight York for a, lot, for, for a lot of it but like he was clearly the best one yeah. And like when, pe- when people think about like United's best strikers, it's like him, Rooney, and Van Nistelrooy. Like it's and then like everyone else. And I just feel like if he, if he's up there with those names, like that's legendary status. Yeah, Van Nistelrooy just didn't hang around for long enough. Yeah. Also, Van Nistelrooy's a bit of a flog. Yeah. He's a bit <laughs> of a flog. Um, but yeah, I, I I think that's fair play on on the Ferdinand one. I think I. I my one's definitely biased a bit more. I mean, there's only there's only one defender in there, so it's biased a bit more. Yeah, towards the forward players in that way. For me, also skulls, skulls, and Bergkamp was I was like because like obviously Arsenal heartstrings, invincibles, whatever. I was toying with that one for a long time, but then I looked at skulls as Premier League titles. He's won eleven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care if we won invincibles, and I don't care how beautiful he was to watch. It's eleven Premier League titles, and he's played five hundred games. Like, yeah, that's just ridiculous. And also the story of like him coming out of retirement, and winning another one. It's just like, come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> he was he was just pure class. As yeah, well. and like also, I mean, so like, back. also yeah. like yeah, like also like both of our teams. It's like like if you're doing like a six or so, if six or side team plus a keeper, 
like John Terry, Ferdinand, then like Skulls, Lampard, Gerard, and Andy Cole up top, and your one, you know, you've got Terry, Cole, Skulls, Lampard, Gerard, and Becker. I know where Cole's not in there. Oh, sorry, no, sorry, uh, sorry no, no. Um, Drogba. Yeah, so then, yeah, you got you got Terry, then you've got Gerard, Lampard, Skulls, Beckham, and yeah, Drogba up top. Like they're both fucking insane. Yeah, six aside team. It's a hard decision to make. Yeah. Have you have you actually submitted your votes? Oh no! Can we do that? Yeah, you can. Oh, I thought it was just like a for fun thing. No, you can actually. Ah, oh, well, yeah, I will yeah. do that. <laughs> Presented by Budweiser. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, I can't wait for the twenty twenty two class. I reckon there's going to be some more notable names on that. I reckon Petr Cech will be on that one, and the who's who's your who's your first outside of this list? Who's your first one to go in? Outside of this list, yeah, though, for the twenty three. Uh, well, if Petr on it next year, Petr Cech, yeah. Rooney it's got to be Rooney Rooney won't be on it next year though okay because he, he's only retired this year oh uh, okay how, wait how does that because oh, anyway. I think you, uh, I think you have to be like all these players have been retired for at least three or four years yeah well at least that's how it works in the American leagues you have to be like, un, like NBA and NFL you have to be retired for a certain amount of time like four or five years or in Kobe's case you have to die rest in peace um, but yeah um, yeah I just think Rooney will be in two or three years like Rooney obviously is like you know if there were like in America if there was like they have like different categories of Hall of Fame like first ballot second ballot third ballot and first ballot is like your elite of the elite second ballot is like they were amazing but like not quite as good as that yeah whereas yeah so I reckon like Rooney's first ballot first name in the first ballot like, yeah because he's he's up there he is outside of this twenty three the 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 first one to go, to go in next in in that top ballot in my opinion and then after that is Ryan Giggs. Yeah, Ryan yeah. Giggs is a Premier League. Yeah, legend. yeah, no, he is. I, I'm just, I'm just, he's such a knob. <laughs> um, but yeah, but yeah, no, yeah, I agree. Ryan Giggs has to be in there. But um, yeah, so it, I for me it'd be Rooney, Petacek, Giggs. I don't, really, I don't really know after that. Like, it, 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 it's also weird that Van Persie was in there. Like, all the other ones had been retired for a while, but Van yeah. Persie, I don't know. Also, yeah. Van Persie was never getting there. He had three good seasons. Like, yeah, no, I no. don't. But anyway, yeah, he was never in my That's the Hall of Fame, uh, and can't wait honestly for the next one. You know, it'll probably be a year, but yeah, that was. I had a lot of fun doing that this week. I did too. All right, and finally to round us out, Uber. Um, we've got we've got the preview game for this week is Manchester United versus Liverpool at Old Trafford. Um, I think there's a big gap in form at the moment. I think Liverpool are struggling a bit and United are sort of... Rolling. Sort of, yeah, rolling. I was going to say flying, but they're, they're, they're rolling. <laughs> Much of a muchness. Um, yeah, they held leads to a nil or draw last week, which is actually quite a good result. I mean, they're probably expected to win the match, but not copying a goal against Leeds at Ellen Road is oh, yes, commendable. Liverpool? No, that was, that was United. United, right, right. Liverpool... Had that one nil draw, and yeah, I watched the second half of that, and that was crazy with um. Joe Willock. Yeah, Callum Callum oh, Wilson yeah, yeah, right. being knocked up in the ninety second, and then them scoring in like the ninety fourth or something. Joe Willock again. He's done it three times now. The late <laughs> winner. So. Arsenal legend. <laughs> what else have we got? You know, I haven't lost at home to Liverpool since twenty fourteen, um, and I suppose the the other things to mention are that. Liverpool probably have a little bit more to play for. Yeah, They're four points off say. Chelsea in fourth. Chelsea have, after this week, they've got Man City, Arsenal, and Leicester. 
which is a difficult run. So Liverpool have a chance to put Chelsea, uh, some pressure on Chelsea. And Chelsea also have other things on their mind in terms of the Champions League. So, the FA Cup. Yeah. And yeah, also United have a, a big Europa League game either side of this fixture, so that might play into it a bit. But I would say United, maybe 2-1. I'm going with the typical United-Liverpool score every time these two play each other when they're supposed to be stuff on the line, nil-nil. <laughs> I <laughs> predicted that when they played each other earlier in the season. I'm pretty sure I was right. Was that on this? Was it on a podcast? Wasn't on a podcast, but I think it was yeah, on, one, I, of, I remember it was on one of the practice ones we did before we before we went live. And yeah, no, I said nil nil because it always fucking ends up in nil nil. Because um, they like uh, Ollie for some reason goes into his shell, and then Jurgen Klopp's teams don't play anywhere near the level that they can play at, and kind of like they're sort of just both bring each other down to this weird level. Yeah. And now that it's sort of like the reverse. Oh, Oli is playing better and Jürgen will probably play more conservative and it'll probably just have the same effect. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm calling nil-nil. I'd be surprised if there was goals in this game, honestly. Yeah, fair enough. I'll go I'll go with 2-1. Yeah, 2-1. Just, just for interesting, interesting little twist. Scorers. For any of our betters out there. <laughs> Scorers. If you had to put a multi on, you know. So you've got none. <laughs> I've got none. <laughs> I would say... Um, Mo Salah for Liverpool and um, scoring a pen hey yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fernandez penalty for United and Cavani what Cavani like 85 minute header yeah, yeah. diving header yeah, in the 6 yard box yeah I love that so alright there's your multi predictions yeah, there's your multi predictions yeah uh, both teams to score United to win and uh, Bruno Fernandez penalty first goal scorer and that'll wrap us up for this week's episode we're, I reckon that was uh, it's probably the most enjoyable one I've had the the Hall of Fame yeah it was good it yeah was good. and uh, yeah we'll be coming live to you next week with some more stuff that we've got planned but I'm not unlike a couple episodes ago I'm not gonna give it a little teaser you'll have to just wait and see keep them guessing <laughs> anyway ta-ta for now